The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. Today, I want to talk about sensory difficulties when it comes to noise and what that looks like and what it is. And then at the very end, um, I want to kind of talk about kids who hate loud noise, but are really, really loud and and why that is, because I think that's a common one that parents kind of ask me. They're like, he hates loud noises. They really upset him, but he's the loudest person I know. So I really want to chat about that Um a little bit too. So it's really, really common for children to dislike loud noises, especially if it's a sound they may not have heard before. So many children will become upset, anxious, they might cover their ears if there is an unexpected new noise. So they may not like the sound of vacuum cleaners, hand dryers, sirens, you know, like um, a police or ambulance siren, um, singing, everyone singing happy birthday at a birthday party, the school bell really ringing, uh, blenders, cutlery clinking or you know scraping on a plate chewing noises um, and even other you know playground situations if they're under those like tin roofs that you know make sound echo a lot so young children may not actually be able to describe their anxiety or their fear in words so instead you'll notice that they cry or they scream or hit or bite or there's a lot of refusal. So it may be school refusal or refusal to go to the shops and a really strong um, dislike of those sounds. Now, that in itself is a sensory difficulty and a strong dislike of everyday sounds can sometimes be called hyperacusis. So I hope I've said that right because it's a bit of a tricky one. So why is that problematic? That's problematic because everyday environments are really, really loud. Shopping centers, schools, the local park, hospitals, even going to a local cafe or walking down the street, they can, you know, and hearing a horn honk, they can all be really, really loud scenarios that we need kids to be able to work through. Um, I know my little one, when we got a new vacuum cleaner, the first time he heard it, he like almost wet himself. He was so shocked, but the more that he was exposed to it and the more that we spoke about it, he was totally fine. For me, I hate, like I'm actually getting goosebumps talking about it now. I hate the sound of um, cutlery scraping on a plate. Like it makes my blood run cold. And (laughs) that's obviously an issue when we go to restaurants and stuff. It's not like I can control everyone sitting around me. So it is problematic, but there are ways that we can help kids through it. So first step, as with any sort of fear or anxiety, is to empathize. Help kids understand that you get it. Even if you don't experience the same sensations or the same anxiety um, is not provoked in you, let them know that you understand what they're going through. When it comes to any sort of strategies, um, kids are going to respond differently. But the first step, the first part of any strategy should always be empathy. Um, So some common strategies that you may use with a child in these situations are distraction. So you may say something like, oh, let's play our imagination game and, and think of, you know, 
what we would do if we were here or what the best type of holiday would be and kind of distract them in that way. Or you may distract them with like a singing or dancing break. Um, you know, in this situation, some people will even use headphones. I know the use of noise cancelling headphones is controversial, but I know for many kids, they're life changing. And I think the use of headphones would fall in that kind of distraction category. So there's lots of options there. Is distraction always the best strategy? No, it's not. Is it really helpful in the moment when you're trying to avoid a meltdown that you know is almost inevitable? Absolutely. So don't be afraid to use it if you need to. Another strategy is relaxing the body and using like relaxation techniques. So say something like after we've empathized, you may say something like, oh, um, okay, I, I really sorry that that's happening. I, you know, it doesn't upset me, but I can see that it's really, really upsetting you. And I'm sorry that it's upsetting you. Why don't we together take a deep breath and make our muscles floppy? As soon as we hear that loud noise again. So if we feel that, you know, if we hear that loud noise, let's take a big breath together and go floppy. Now, in these situations, you may need to remove the child, right? So you may need to go, um, you know what? It is really loud in this shopping center. Let's go to the, the kid's room and go to the kid's toilet and have a little bit of a break and we'll do some relaxation and some breathing there. And then when we're feeling ready, we can come back out. So relaxing relaxation strategies don't necessarily have to be, you know, in the checkout at Coles. You may want to go to a different place and then practice them or it can happen in the trolley. It's totally up to you. For older kids um, that, you know, have the cognitive capacity to use a calm sentence, having like a calm or a positive affirmation around it or a calm sentence that they say when they hear that noise can also be really helpful. So you can come up with that, um, you know, before the event and they can practice it and use it in the event. So an example may be like, um, when I hear a loud noise, I'm going to say the following sentence, noise can't hurt me, noise is safe, noise is just noisy or something like that. I got that one online. If I can find the website that I got it off, I will link it um, in the podcast notes, but I did not write that sentence just so everyone knows. And then finally, um, prediction. So prediction and predicting that there's going to be scenarios that are noisier, obviously a form of control, but giving, um, kind of talking to kids and going like, Hey, we're going to the shops. It might be pretty noisy. What do you think? How loud do you think it's going to be out of 10, 10 being the loudest it's ever been and zero being not so loud and kind of like having that preemptive talk about what they can expect can also can almost like take that sense of surprise away um, even if they know the shops are going to be loud having that conversation can really really help um, put their mind at ease because they are also hearing the message from you that you get it that this isn't something that's comfortable for them but you're listening to them and you're trying to help them through it um, so they're the four kind of strategies that I would use in those scenarios other tips that um, may be helpful are when your child becomes really upset by a noise, move them away from the sound and comfort them with empathy and understanding. So that's where you may use like the child's change room where it's a little bit more quiet, less people and that sort of thing. You may want to try and explain what the sound is as well, because again, a lot of kids are surprised by the unpredictability. So if you explain it to them and make it predictable and familiar and tell them what the noise is for, um, that may be helpful. I want to share a story that my mum told me. I used to be very scared of thunderstorms when I was little. Um, and I'm talking like under, I reckon I was like six or seven when I was like ex extremely scared of thunderstorms. So my mum made up this story about fairies um, to help me work through that. 
So she would say to me that there were two types of fairies. Some fairies had really good ears and listening skills, but didn't have very good eyesight. And other fairies had really good eyesight, but their ears didn't work quite as well. So thunderstorms um, were to help the fairies. The thunder, the loud thunder noise, were to let the fairies that had really good hearing know that the rain was coming. And the lightning was to let the fairies with really good eyesight um, know that the rain was coming and those would be signs for the fairies that they needed to go back up again above the clouds and they would have a tea party there to keep safe from the rain and that really helped me ha having that um, you know story of what thunderstorms were and why they were happening at an age appropriate level really really helped me so you know you may want to make up a story like that but you can also be really factual you know um Sirens are a way of letting um, people know that there's something wrong and the police need to go and help. Or the blenders are really noisy, but they make those delicious smoothies that we like. You know, stuff like that. Just make it predictable and give it to them in a way that they're going to be able to make sense of the noise. It also, it's also really important to not force your child to stay somewhere that really upsets them because that can make it worse in the long term. Um, you can get them used to noises gradually with time and care. Please don't try and like force it excessively in one go. Um, sometimes also your child will be less scared if they can have control of the sound themselves so let them switch the vacuum cleaner on and off turn the music on and off play with noisy toys um, press the start button on the blender that sort of thing can be really really helpful and sometimes, not always, you may want to record sounds that your child doesn't like, maybe even on your phone and play them back quietly at first and then um, play them gradually louder um, and maybe try letting your child control the loudness or the volume while explaining what the sound is, maybe with pictures or videos or a social story or turn it into a game. And again, that's, I guess, like a little bit of a form of exposure therapy that can be really, really helpful. Um, and this one's important. Don't keep the house too quiet. Of course, we want quiet time and our time but if you have a child that is um, does really struggle with loud noises you may want to have some quiet music playing on in the background or have a couple of noisy toys and, and that sort of thing be mindful that again your child will need wind down quiet time as well but maybe it is useful to have a little bit of background noise every now and then. Um, and finally, it's also important to talk to relatives and staff at preschool or school about it so that um, everyone's kind of on the same page of how to help the child and what the strategies are for the child. Before we wrap up... Um, so a lot of, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, one of the most common questions I get is, how come my child is so loud but hates loud noises? Why doesn't the sound of his own voice bother him? So many parents ask me this question and it comes down to a few things. Firstly, when children are experiencing sensory overload to sound, they are overwhelmed and cannot think rationally. So they may scream, which seems counterintuitive, but it's the only way that they're able to communicate their frustration to us in that moment. Secondly, they may absolutely hate a certain noise, such as a bell, but not necessarily the sound of their own voice. You know, it sounds different to them. The bell upsets them for a reason. So that's an important one. And finally, the sound of their own voice is predictable and familiar to them and they have control over it. They understand it. They know what it's like, um, you know, unlike a chainsaw or a drill or a vacuum cleaner and that sort of thing. So, yeah. It's more predictable and it's more familiar. So I hope that was helpful in breaking that down a little bit and, and kind of giving you guys some strategies as to what you can do with kids who are um, sensitive to noise and also why they're all good with screaming the house down. <laughs> 
Have a great week, guys. See you later.